0: Welcome to Friends in Fiction, Five Best-Selling Authors, Endless Stories. Friends in Fiction is a podcast with five best-selling novelists whose common love of reading, writing, and independent bookstores bound them together. With chats, author interviews, and fascinating insider talk about publishing and writing, these friends discuss the books they've written, the books they're reading now, and the art of storytelling. If you love books and you're curious about the writing world, you're in the right place. Best-selling novelists Mary Kay Andrews, Kristen Harmel, Christy Woodson Harvey, Patty Callahan Henry, and Mary Alice Monroe are five longtime friends with more than 80 published books to their credit. At the start of the pandemic, they got together for a virtual happy hour to talk about their books, their favorite bookstores, writing, reading, and publishing in this new uncharted territory. They're still talking, and they've added fascinating discussions with other best-selling novelists. So join them live on their Friends and Fiction Facebook group page every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, or listen and view later at your leisure.
1: Welcome to friends and fiction our weekly facebook live show featuring author chats in support of independent bookstores our community of readers here on friends and fiction has grown to more than thirteen and a half thousand members and we could not be more thrilled to welcome you here tonight so let's get started i am kristen harmel and my latest is the book of lost names which just came out yesterday i'm christy watson harvey and my latest
2: just feels like falling and I just wanted to say huge congratulations, Kristen. One of my favorite books of the year. If you have not ordered the Book of Lost Names, you're missing out. Do it
3: right now. Okay, stop. Go on. Thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're looking for our book. (laughs) Oh, I'm
3: Patty Callahan-Henry, and my latest is Becoming Mrs. Lewis. And I'm just going to say ditto after Kristen and Christy because... This is celebration week for Kristen's new book, and it is a powerful book, and we're so excited. I'm Ben Moingarie,
0: and my recent novel is On Ocean Boulevard, and today we're celebrating The Book of Lost Names. So exciting.
4: And I'm Mary Kay Andrews. My latest book is called Hello, Summer, and I just want to echo what everybody else has said. We're so excited for Kristen and The Book of Lost Names this week, and we can't wait for you to see our exciting guest tonight.
1: You guys your checks are in the mail. Um I swear I, I, I didn't know they were all gonna say that. Thank you. That was so nice. So everyone, welcome to Friends in Fiction. We're so glad you're here. So tonight, as you might have noticed, is a very special night for us. This is the very first time we've had a musical guest, and it just so happens to be Ken Block and Drew Copeland, two of the members of my very favorite band for twenty years now, Sister Hazel, more than twenty years, my gosh. Um, who I have loved since the summer of nineteen ninety-seven, which was right around the time they had their first major hit song, The Chart Topping All For You, which is basically the anthem of the late 90s. Uh, mm-hmm. They quickly followed that up with singles like Happy, Change Your Mind, Champagne High, and many more. And now they've switched things up a little and have had four back-to-back Billboard top country album chart entries. They routinely sell out their tours. They are followed by an amazing group of fans who call themselves the Hazelnuts. So hello to all the Hazelnuts out there tonight. <laughs> they have their own annual cruise called The Rock Boat, which I have been inebriated on since Several like times, <laughs> um, They have their own pediatric cancer charity called Lyrics for Life, and they continue making music that just keeps getting better and better. It is one of the reasons we've been really looking forward to having them on. They ultimately do the same thing we do. They tell stories that move people, and we are so excited to talk to them tonight about storytelling and song. So please, everyone, join me in welcoming Ken Block and Drew K. Copeland from the platinum selling band Sister Hazel.
3: Woo! Woo! cheers thank you for
1: coming thanks for so i promise i'm going to stop talking in a second and let them talk but before we get rolling everyone i want to remind you that every week we feature an independent bookseller and this week we're working with writer's block in winter park florida you can head over to our friends in fiction facebook group page to find a link to writer's block they are offering 10 percent off all our new releases with the code Friends Fiction, and that includes autographed copies of The Book of Lost Names, as well as Mary Alice's recent re-release of The Book Club. Um, so because we love Sister Hazel and because we love all of you, 20 of you who buy any of our new books now through Saturday using that coupon code, Will win one of Sister Hazel's recent EPs, Earth, Wind, Fire, or Water, which together make up Elements, which we are going to be talking about shortly. Um, and of course, you can find out more about Sister Hazel and order their music and merch at sisterhazel.com. So mm-hmm. I'm done babbling. Welcome, you guys. And can you tell us Thanks what really you've been so up much. to since this whole shutdown started?
5: Uh, this has been a bit surreal for all of us, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. For us, um, you know most people in life crave adventure um we being on the road you know back and forth back and forth for decades yeah. we've always kind of craved consistency and so this has been the first time in our whole career yeah. we've kind of been able to get up at the same time you know kind of map out your days a little bit um so that side's been really cool um but of course there's so many unknowns and uh, when when is touring ever going to come back and um yeah. So, trying to figure out the best way to maximize our time and create content, create new songs, and keep everybody engaged—that's uh, that's our tasks of the day.
1: <laughs> well, what, if, he we're <laughs> 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 what he said. <laughs> <laughs> um, We'll be talking a little bit about some of the amazing things you guys have been doing um, during this time. I'm so excited to dig into that. Um, but, you know, when we have guests on our show, we love to ask you questions. Um, and each of us likes to ask one. So I was hoping tonight maybe Mary Kay could lead us off because she had a great one about songwriting.
4: Okay. You know, I am so not musical. But the thing I always wonder about songs that really move me, as yours do, is... What comes first, the melody or the lyric? Um, are you, do you do what we do? You're riding in the car and you're like, oh, my God, that's, that's a thing. That's a story. That's, a, that's a, a melody. Or do you have lyrics and you save them up for when the music, for when the right uh, melody comes to you? So I'm always, I've always wondered about that. Is there a first or does it change from time to time?
6: You know, that's, that's a question that, that, as songwriters, we get asked that a lot because people are curious, especially people that haven't, you know, experimented and tried it. But the truth is, it comes all different ways, exactly like what you were saying. There can be times when you have a, a subject matter that you want to discuss, and so you sit down and start from that. You have either something that you want to say or a story that you want to tell, you can do it that way. Um, a lot of times in collaboration, uh, depending on who you're writing with, it, there could be a chord change that somebody comes in with and then you start mm-hmm. from there. So it takes a lot of different forms. I think a lot of times when we write on our own, we're normally inspired by something triggers something and, and that starts the process when you're writing alone. And, and um, I know I, I, I can't speak for you because I've never written with you when we're writing alone. <laughs> um, but uh, for me, it'll, it, what you said about being in a car... That happens to me a lot. I'll be driving down the road and I'll come up with a melody idea and I'll think, what, where do I know that from? And if I realize that it's not a song I know, then I go home and I try to write it. And sometimes (laughs) those songs come really fast. Like there was a song that I wrote called Strange Cup of Tea, and I was actually driving around on the campus of the University of Florida and the the whole, whole, yeah, Go Gators. No. And and the, uh, the whole chorus came to me. Uh, just drive, I was at a stop sign almost, and I, I almost sang the entire chorus. And so when I got home, wow. uh, I grabbed my guitar and started writing it. And within honestly, within 30, 45 minutes, I had written probably 95% of the song. So they all wow. come in different ways. I know I know that uh, Champagne High was one that was yeah, well, a I mean, different type of thing. What thing made for me you. think of that was uh, what I thought of when you were saying that is
5: uh, on that same record, I was out driving stuff to the dump out toward Newberry. And um, and on the way home, I saw Crooked Chimney standing in the middle of a field. And I thought, oh. that's a great line, Crooked Chimney standing in the middle of a field, um, which became the first line of this song, Just Remember. And as yeah. I was looking at it, I thought, wow, there was a whole house around there and a whole family that had a life in there where they had kids and that kid learned how to walk. And the, you know what I mean? And yeah. then it had had been forgotten and, and so the whole story kind of popped in my head on the way home from the dump by seeing that chimney in the middle of a field
6: but um, the truth is that there was always just a chimney there there was never really a house
5: there. <laughs> it was just a chimney it
7: was
5: mine chimney. Chimney. Chimney.
1: there was a house from styrofoam chimney <laughs> yeah. um, and i love it <laughs> Oh, my God. And those are both such great songs. How, how cool to hear the story behind them. Um, Mary Alice, did you have a question for, uh, for Ken and Drew? I do.
0: Well, first of all, I love Elements, your new album. Thank you. I own it. I was listening to it all day. I'm just real. I love it. And it's a pretty impressive collection of songs. Um, I was really impressed also that you're you're producing under the independent label Croken Poets, which I think is a really cool name, mm-hmm. and leads to my question. Okay, mm-hmm. in 2016, when John uh, Bob Dylan won the Nobel Prize in Literature, mm-hmm. do you remember that huge debate that was inspired by that? Is is ly- yeah. our lyrics poetry? Right. So I figure you, with your name, Croken Poets. Mm-hmm. You have to have an opinion on whether lyrics are indeed poetry or do they share elements of poetry
5: Well, they share elements of poetry in my opinion. I think that um, i don't I am not as as well versed in the depth of poetry to be able to say that that's all it is, but there are certainly elements of it, um, but it's a poetry that has to fit into. A meter—it has to fit into a, um, a puzzle that we're trying to build with all these different elements. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> and generally speaking, um, songs are literary. Now, not all songs are literary. I mean, I would say even between us, there's some that are just—they're just fun songs or just things. But there are some that are bits of their stories. They're—they're—they're they're, they're whole pieces. Uh, but yeah, you know that was an interesting thing when, when that question came up. Um, I believe it is literary. Uh, I do too. But, but what I do, compared to what you guys do, um, it it's a different art. Oh, this is how I'll say it. On elements, Jet, our, our bass player, challenged us to write a complete one minute song. And I thought, can I write a complete idea in one minute? So I kind of did it and he goes, I want you to write one for each record or anybody, and then we're gonna make them connect. So that by the last one, it becomes one piece. Now, oh, wow. so it was really just a, let's get unstuck, do something a little bit differently, wow. but um, it's not easy to get a whole idea in one thing. Yeah. It's still left open-ended enough where it can get picked up and then the same thing and then the same thing. Um, so with songs, um, we have a certain amount of time, certain amount, we've got to get rid of superfluous stuff. I can't
6: believe you could do anything in a short period of
5: time. I know, I, it's, that is not my forte. <laughs> it is not my forte. I, uh, but, um, but, but when I was, when I was younger, or a, a young songwriter, um, I found a bunch of screenplays that my grandfather had written that I'd never met, I'd never met him. But what I, I read them and I, I thought... I'd never written anything that long, and I thought, "Wow, he's tying page two to page thirty-seven, and and what's going on here is tying." And I thought, "What a mind you have to have!" Even, you know, if it wasn't uh, prize-winning, it was beautiful and it was amazing, and it wasn't something that I see myself being able to do. But uh, so it's different the way you guys kind of write that. So we're, we're we have to write a little bit more succinctly. To get those same feelings in a complete you know, one, story
0: one of the things that struck me too and i was listening to your um music today there's such a the rhythm and there's a rhythm a beat to poetry mm-hmm. and there's a rhythm and a beat mm-hmm. to your music
6: mm-hmm.
0: you know so i think definitely it's poetry i really do well
6: i will tell you this from for me if you ask me to write a poem versus writing a song a poem seems a lot more intimidating for me. I don't know why, um, but to ask me, and it's funny because I could probably go find some lyrics that I've written and maybe it looks like a poem if I just Mm -hmm. read it. But if someone said, hey, have you ever thought of writing a poem? I'd be like, I can't write a poem. That's scary. That's scary. I can't (laughs) do that. I can write a song. Yeah.
0: And I think you're right. If you listen to your lyrics, it's a poem. Some of those lyrics are absolutely...
6: Um, I, I like the way you think. I do too. You
5: know, Look, <laughs> in what we do, um, there are there are people who are uh, music people, and there are people who are lyric people, and they both get moved equally in different ways. But I have friends that go, you know, years after hearing record, go, I didn't know you were
6: saying that, you know, and I'm like, what do you mean you didn't know I was saying you love that song. <laughs> Well, and I no, and I will say I was writing with, I was writing a song with a guy that will remain nameless, but you probably know who it is. But I was writing a song with this guy one time, and he wrote this line, and it it made no sense to me, but I thought it did to him. And I said, "Man, that's a great line. What does it mean?" And he goes, "I don't know. It just sounded cool." Yeah. And and we kept it. And neither one of us know what it means. So, that yeah, it was,
2: uh, it's amazing. Yeah, will come to him later. Yeah.
6: yeah. <laughs> I mean
2: I have a really great step. story behind it. Yeah, just like yeah, as long yeah. as you have a good answer, that's all that matters.
1: Exactly. Right. <laughs> you guys mentioned elements and how um how the you mentioned a little bit about how they link together. Can you tell us a little bit about the creation of that project? Um, especially in regard to what you did with the four EPs that led up to it.
5: Well, I'll start I'll start with a piece and then he can kind of follow up. Um that way I don't talk too long. <laughs> um <laughs> It was really the idea at first was look, guys, the, the landscape of music is changing and the way people are ingesting music is changing. Um, um, they they're buying singles, they're buying smaller amounts of music. And if we can do that, if we can do more like an EP, we can come out with music more frequently yeah. and we can come out with it uh, where there won't be these big gaps. Uh, but from record to record, like record, tour, write, record, record. We just can keep coming in, record a song, a track or two, and keep things moving. And then it was Jet, right? Mm-hmm. What did he say he
6: was like? Yeah, well, we, we, were, we were looking for a way to do this and then have, have kind of a common thread go through multiple albums. And we had done a, a lot of things with numbers. We talked about a number scheme that might make sense or uh, just, you know, different ways to make it happen. And as honestly I think it was as we were sifting through some songs we started to see a couple of things that that made sense in elements wise, uh, wise. there was uh, there was a line in one of the songs that said come on in the water's fine and um and so Love we were that, like honey. okay so we we started going through those things and and that's when he came up with the elements idea and we were sold right away and then it was really cool also and I know this isn't quite as interesting but the the guy that did the artwork for the albums he came up with such cool graphic design yeah. for the albums yeah we were we we really liked the way all that turned out and as he started sketching them we were <laughs> yeah, like they're cool this is the right way to go so yeah that's great water
1: that's awesome um and
3: uh so i think patty you had a question well i want to i'm just kind of laughing because when you said that he said i don't know what that sentence means you know just sounds good i'm trying to imagine any of the five of us telling our editor that <laughs> <laughs> Just keep it in. Just yeah. jump keep it in.
4: Sounds
3: good. The line. Well, I don't know what it means, but I like the way it sounded. So I have been listening to country music um, all of my life since I had to listen on the radio and make mixtapes for my friends. You know, you try to record it, and then the yeah. radio, and then the DJ talks over the end of the song. Um, yeah. And I love your music. And I know there's been kind of a perceived shift with y'all from southern acoustic to country music mm-hmm. and I live in Birmingham and you know Muscle Shoals is, is you know part of the whole you know oh, yeah. genre of music around our area and I read that your lead guitarist Ryan Newell said and I'm going to read it so I don't screw it up I don't think we made a conscious shift everything we've done still has the Sister Hazel sound the main difference is that we started writing with writers in Nashville and we record our albums there and you can't help but be influenced. We're still being true to ourselves, but the format we were lumped into for years has disappeared. If you listen to country music nowadays, it's what was on rock radio years ago. Absolutely. So I know we all change with our
5: arts. Well, Ryan's a liar.
3: <laughs> I know we all change with our art and they you know, it, it feels safe to be, to not change. But was it something you noticed while it was happening or was it more hindsight as you looked at how you had transformed by saying true to your music?
6: Was well, it- I'll tell you that if you go back and, you know, Ken mentioned, uh, just remember, if you go back and listen to our early albums and you put them side by side to uh, to elements and even lighter in the dark and, and some of the albums before that Heartland Highway um, release, all those albums there's the same thread kind of going through all of it. It sounds it there. It's very similar. In fact, I would say our early albums might've even been more country than the stuff we're doing now. There might be a couple of instrumentation things that make people think it leans that way um, more. Um, and, and honestly, some of the songs that I've written, I, I do tend to gravitate that way, but a lot of the times it's not contrived. It's, it's what the song is calling for so we've never really gone in and said hey let's write this country song we've just gone in and tried to write a good song serve the song and then serve the song if it it calls for a steel guitar because that's the sound that that is going to create the emotion that you want then that's what you put on it and um we've been really fortunate to be surrounded by a lot of great writers as well we've collaborated with some of the best writers in nashville and then producers and additional musicians we've had you know, we kind of opened our doors a little bit, which we, we didn't do for a long time in this band. But we opened the doors to collaboration with outside writers, and to have uh, you know some guest musicians come in and and uh, some some guys uh, come in and sing on stuff. You know, we had Darius Rucker came in and sang on a song that he and I co-wrote together. Cool. And uh, you know, he can sing pretty good, so we were like, I don't think it could hurt. <laughs> <You know?
2: laughs> he's okay, yeah. Yeah, he's
0: all right. South Carolina boy. <laughs> it,
5: it, uh, you know. Radio is so different. There's satellite radio and streaming services now, and all that stuff. But um, you know, the rock has narrowed. That lane has narrowed yeah. tremendously. Mm-hmm. Alternative rock, southern rock, pop rock, it's narrow. country kind of widened and pulled in a lot of different things. Um, so we had uh, always blurred that line between uh, those different genres a little bit. So you know, we let other people call it whatever they want. We just try yeah. to make records that we're really proud of. Yeah,
6: and I would say back to Ryan's comment that if you put on uh one of the old Eagles Eagles records or an old Tom Petty record it, today, if that if that music came out today, it'd go on country radio. That's where it'd be. Oh, I
3: agree. And I mean oh, the eagles now
5: have probably come out skill
3: on
6: country singing. Radio. Yeah.
5: There's, there's no other uh there's no yeah. other genre who would probably play it. Yeah. But it's
1: it's been amazing too. The um the way that your sound has stayed in a way consistent, but you've just evolved so much. I mean, as someone who's been following you guys for uh, literally since 1997, I mean, it's um, but, I, I, I'm actually outside your house right now. Is that weird? <laughs> yeah. This is just my fake Zoom background. I'm really outside. I hope that's not odd to say. Um, no, but I mean, you, you've um, I, the, you're your core has stayed the same in such a beautiful way, but you've just evolved as storytellers and as songwriters. And I mean, as a writer myself, and I, I don't presume to think I know anything about writing songs, but I've just been so impressed by what has happened to you lyrically with every every album. I mean, you, you just get better and better. It's it's so impressive. And the hazelnuts show up for everyone. It's it's amazing. So, um, yeah, you guys are the best. Uh, yeah, thank Christy, you I, very
7: much.
5: I think that... Um, uh, you know, a few things have helped us, you know. Um, there's, it, Andrew and I have a thing with our voice, right? The harmonies, you know, that's us. Ryan has a signature sound with his guitar. Yeah. That rhythm section creates an energy that's recognizable. So yeah. we all get Dave now, when we get together behind our instruments, we make a noise. It's our yeah. fingerprint, you know. Um, there's that guy with the nasally voice from Gainesville, you know, it's recognizable. <laughs> Um, And over the years, um, you know, I wrote the majority of songs early. Drew started writing a lot after that. And over the years, everyone's begun, uh, grown into a a great writer, in my opinion. And that has helped us evolve so that it's coming from all different areas. Um, And when he brings in a song or I bring in a song, we don't go, here's the song, you play this. We bring in a song and go, this is what it is i want you to feel ownership on this so what do you got you know and that took time to develop that kind yeah. of trust between us because at first you come in and or for me anyway come in and i'm like here's the song and i want you to play like this and i want you <laughs> to play this exact thing and i have it in my head a certain way and then everyone's like that's not what i wanted to be in a band for and you, you give it up a little bit and you it's see it's trust it, it's trust and, yeah. and it doesn't yeah. come overnight but it's beautiful <laughs> when it happens and then you go oh man Um, I wouldn't have done that but I'm really glad we did Um, and so having everyone be writers and giving everyone
6: the opportunity to have input is is a big piece hey I have I know that it's your show and not ours but I have a question for you guys (laughs) can I ask a question
0: yeah Yeah. as a
6: writer have any of you taken an extended period of time off from writing and then when you went back to sit down to write were you scared was any, has, have you ever experienced that to where you took such a time period off that when it was like, man, I need to sit down and write again. Asking for a friend. I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> I'm, not <gonna> say, <laughs> I'm, not I'm, I'm not saying I'm frightened. I'm just saying I'm a little scared. I haven't written. I mean, I'll be honest. And this is this is I know that people are watching this and it's not just the, the small group of people. I just haven't written in such a long time and I yeah. need to sit down and write. And I'm like, dude, I don't even remember how to write a song. Like, I I don't even know where to start. And so I just wondered if anybody, if any of you guys have better. I think at the
4: start of the pandemic, I was so freaked out um, and so stressed and um, so many emotions. I knew I have a book. I I write a book a year. So I knew I had a book due in October, but um, I just, I I couldn't make myself do it. And I uh, was intimidated by it. But I think. All of us will tell you every time we sit down to write, I have to overcome tremendous fear and self loathing and imposter, all, all the things. But yeah, after an extended period, I think the longer you wait, the harder it gets.
5: I know. It's stopping. It. So starting,
4: <laughs> starting and
5: finishing. Like yeah. when, you, when you take the paintbrush off the painting, say it's yeah, done. That's true. You, know, you go back and that's forth. So true. The middle, when you're working through there, you know, you got your head down kind of doing it. But that, that anxiety of getting yeah. started and then going, because right now we've had like three conference calls with the band about turning in songs. And I'm like, I got a bunch, but I'm, I'm scared. I've been scared for 25 years to turn <laughs> in my songs when they're written. Yeah. I just, I just really? turn
6: off the camera when they start talking about writing. I'm like,
2: no, I well Thanks. Oh, yes. No, I was just going to say we write every morning. And I mean, so, I literally worked on my new book this morning. So, this afternoon, I'm like reading through my book that's coming out next year for the final time. And I'm reading it and I'm like, I can never do this. Like, how did I do this? I can never do this again. I had written four hours earlier, but I was like, oh, I'll
1: never be able to do this. I, mean, I don't
6: know what it is. Okay. So, I'm I don't normal. think it
1: ever goes away. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, right. it just means you're doing it right. right. I okay. think. Okay. <laughs> that okay. fear
3: yeah. creeps in.
6: This was good, but let's just keep this between us, OK? We <laughs> yeah,
3: uh, yeah, we won't, yeah, we won't exactly tell anybody. Like, you know, no one else is watching. We we'll won't we'll, we'll tell our thousands of viewers that that, <laughs> that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Christy, Christy, you had, one more, you had a question also. Yes,
2: um, so when we got together and decided to do this Friends in Fiction show, one of our um, main reasons for getting together is that we wanted to help. You know, it was during a pandemic, and we thought, you know, what can we do besides entertaining people and making them have a good time, like tonight? You know, how can we help? And we knew our independent booksellers were struggling. And so we thought if we can get together and we can help them, you know, we'll be doing something good. And um, you guys are really known for, you know, supporting other people um, who are doing good and are really dedicated to doing good yourself. So I was going to see if you could tell me. Just a little bit about The Heartbeat, which is your amazing new YouTube show, and about your pediatric cancer foundation, Lyrics for Life. It seems like you're really helping highlight the good things and changing the world for the better with
6: both projects. That's very kind, thank you. And, and I will tell you that I feel really fortunate, personally, that all of the guys in the band, it has always been instinct. It's never been forced. It's been something that we, we all feel very blessed in what we get to do for a living. And if there's a way that we can help a worthy cause by either playing a song or showing up in an event or whatever we can do to try to help that cause, we've always felt a call to do that, um, and I'm proud of that. The the show that we created, um, we got so tired of, of everything being so toxic, and there's always such attention drawn to any celebrity when they do something wrong, when an athlete uh, you know, goes on a bender, or, or you know, there's always a spotlight shown on everything that's negative. That they, that they, is quick to happen, and so you get inundated by it. And the, you know, they 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 talk about, they say that the bad news sells. That's what people want to see. Well, I don't really think that is what people want to see, and neither it, none of us do. And so we were like, look, th- there. You know, for instance, there might be you know three guys on, a, an, on an NFL football team that get in trouble, right? For doing one thing or another, they get in trouble, and they shine a story on that. But they don't talk about the thousand other players that are going in their community and wherever they live, and they're raising a bunch of money, and they're creating foundations, and they're doing things for their community and bettering their, the, the place that they're living. And we think that's so important for everybody, for actors um, and actresses and, and uh, musicians and athletes. Um, there are so many people that are out doing great things. We thought, man, it'd be cool. Let's, let's talk about that. Like, let's go in and let's go in and shine a light on that. And let's, let's go to the events and let's, you know, take a camera crew and show them what it's all about. Tell them where the money's going to go. Talk about how they got involved in that in the first place. And, um, by doing that, hopefully if he and I can be even slightly entertaining, we can get people to tune in and, um, and kind of at least get a glimpse of it. You never know when it's going to hit the right chord with somebody, and, and continue to help uh, these different causes that that oh, that, <laughs> that, uh, that we think are worthy. So, um, yeah, that's bravo.
7: That's yeah.
6: awesome. But thank you. Yeah, thank amazing. you very much. Yeah. And then we have our own. Um
5: yeah. yeah our own uh, foundation is called Lyrics for Life, and um, Kristen knows. Uh, I lost my little brother to cancer. Mm-hmm. He was diagnosed at fourteen. Uh, I was 16 and he passed away when he was 18 and Kristen Mm in fact helped me write a little story for this book. Remember that?
1: (laughs) Yes, I completely forgot about that. That's crazy. Remember that? Yes.
5: Thoughts together for this and it's a hunger in Florida. uh, uh, Bill McKean, William McKean put it together. Tom Petty who's in here, other Florida people. Anyway, she helped me sound like a real writer and and get that out. But uh, you don't come through something like that unscathed. That's that's one of those, uh, that's one of those wounds that to this day, obviously, um, has, a, has a big impact on me. And so all of us in the band have been impacted by cancer in some way, shape, or form. And I had this idea one day, what if we just got artists to write a lyric on anything? Like, like, take a minute and write a, a verse of your hit song. You know, if are on an airplane, write it on a barf bag. Send it to us. We'll frame it and make it nice. Um, I grew up surf and I wrote... Uh, change your mind on a longboard uh, Edwin McCain's a pilot he wrote I'll be on a airplane propeller um, and so we were able to get stuff from you know everybody from James Taylor to Paul McCartney to you know, the Hootie guys, Indigo Girls, John Mayer all these people um, and we do these shows uh, to raise money and we've been able uh, to raise $3 million uh, mm. for cancer charities uh, pediatric cancer charities and uh, programs that support uh, the collateral damage around that. You know? As well as the uh, Camp Hazelnuts. And a couple years ago, we were going to do this event for the Hazelnuts. We, we, we had access to this summer camp um, that we grew up going to as kids. And first year, we had an empty cabin. And um, somebody said, let's invite some of the kids and their families out here that are going through cancer treatments or whatever.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: Well, they came out. And we went, well, we know what this is going to be from now on. So the entire event changed to us scholarshipping kids, siblings, parents uh, from all over the southeast to come for three days out at this camp. We write songs. We do concerts. They climb ropes course, canoeing, archery. Look, I do it all. Canoeing. Very animated. ropes course. Um,
3: The charade version of camp.
5: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And they, I mean they just have a great time and it's our uh, it's our opportunity to let them unplug and have a real weekend uh, where they're just being kids and as a sibling um, I, I remember um, you know so much attention is going as it should uh, to your sibling who's going through all that but, but you're going through all kinds of emotions you kind of take a back seat sometimes and so uh, we want them all to come out and have a good time so we're really proud of what we've been able uh, to do with all that. That's you know, incredible.
1: I, I, I gotta say I I came 23 years ago for your music and I've stayed all these years later because because of your hearts. I mean, yeah, you know, thanks. and 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 not just the things you do, but your heart is so evident in everything you write. And so I think I think probably a lot of hazelnuts would join me in saying that. I, I think that's it. It keeps coming through again and again. And um, I can't think of a better way to have spent. The Wednesday evening of my launch week. This is so wonderful talking hey. to you guys, and I wish we could keep talking hey, your ears look, 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 off forever.
5: The launch week. Here's my copy, <laughs> <Thank> um, <you. laughs> and yeah. I, uh, I'm six chapters in, and um, as the son of a World War II veteran who uh, okay. is a Jewish was a Jewish man who liberated concentration camps. This. Um, is oh my gosh.
7: extremely
5: powerful and so it's you should awesome. be awfully proud um, and I it's yes you should be awfully proud of bringing this story to light um, thank and you only that's nice that. so that's nice congratulations
1: Thank you so much. That's such a nice thing to say. Well, I'm such a big fan of yours, that's so nice to hear. Thank yeah. you. It's like a mutual admiration society. I know. I love yeah. it. Good. Good thing I'm hanging out outside your window, stalking you, as you <laughs> mentioned earlier. Any, let, the first let, me, let me just say, any
0: of you people out there who have not yet res- ordered Elements, yeah, get it. It's the most wonderful album. You'll you'll listen to it all day, and you'll have a little
1: rock in your step. It's wonderful. Al- elements. Sister.
7: thank you, thank you so much. very
6: much. Thank you. Well,
1: we have taken way too much of your time, but could we impose before you go? And and everybody else out there, stick around even after they leave, because we're going to be here talking about the book of lost names for a few minutes. We're gonna, Patty's gonna give us a writing tip. There's more to go, but if you guys could play us a song, I think you would make my week. <laughs>
7: Let's do
5: yeah. it. Hey we- week.
7: <laughs> i don't have a pick. Oh. Happy, I figured out took. Long, long time. Oh, now they're the turnabout. Maybe cause I'm trying. There's been times I'm so confused. On high roads, it's deep to you. Just can't turn and walk. all causes me it's been a long, long time we put and we trip and fall one <laughs> whoops wow. cool? there's been times yes. i'm so coming here maybe on my road it leads to you just can't turn and walk away. i don't know what it means but it's not a cold it's hard to say <laughs> what it is i see be with, with you. Words can't say. I can't do enough to prove it's all for you. Baby, rain comes pouring down. Pouring down. Falling from, the blue, sky. from the blue sky. Yeah, words out of sound. Come from the horizon. Wish be with you but words can't say baby I can't do enough to prove stuff for you finally I figured out took a long
5: time oh now there's a turnabout baby cause I'm trying yeah
7: there's been some I've soon come to you How yes. I wrote to you Just can't turn and walk away. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say what it is I see in you If yep. I'll always be with you Words can't say it I can't do enough to prove It's so, all
1: being with us what an honor amazing. and a pleasure oh my god it was so great as
5: a writer i'll tell you this that song i wrote about an hour and a half wow <gasps>
6: days see,
0: there I you think. are genius oh my gosh cares. that's so amazing thank you so
6: much thanks for having us we really appreciate, we really appreciate it, it. Oh my god, thank
1: you guys. thank you, to you. and thank to all
6: you. of your upcoming books thank,
1: thank you thank you so much and to you guys too great to see you Thank, thank you. you. Bye. And hey, we're we're still sticking around. oh, did Kristen leave? <laughs> I think we lost her. Oh. It oh, was an
0: accident.
2: Well she'll be right back. Um weren't they amazing, you guys?
0: That was amazing.
2: I'm um, um, that was just oh it was so, so fun. Oh my gosh. 28? It was really
0: that that's like my anthem song i played that all the time and so now it's kind of jiving again it's i'm playing it again yeah. all the time i
2: could not believe it but i was telling my, my parents were here and i was telling them that that ken and drew were coming on and my mom and i both could sing the entire that entire song like, you know a lot of times i remember Um, the refrain which you might not remember like the whole like all the verses and stuff it's like that's how you know that you wrote a really great song when I mean obviously I've heard it since 1997 but not you know I'm not getting ready in my bedroom playing it every morning like I used to be so um.
3: (laughs) well when he when he said no when they were talking about switching genres that Mm -hmm. they serve the song I was like we talk about that all the time, serving yes, the story. serving the story, not mm-hmm. thinking about genre, but serving the story. And he was talking mm-hmm. about serving yes. the song. I just that hit like an arrow, like right there. Yes, oh, it was Madison. amazing.
1: <laughs> I don't even. It's just that the host has closed you out of the meeting. I was like, thanks.
7: <laughs>
4: <laughs> that makes your that makes your pub week complete. <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh my gosh
1: was that not so much fun I mean was, thank
0: you for inviting them
1: oh that was so fun now I have serious street cred yeah exactly yes, yes. exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, would you all mind if I took a couple minutes to tell you a little bit about the Book of Lost Names? Would that be please, please? please? We have <laughs> been waiting all night.
3: Yeah. Well, no,
1: actually, I mean, I kind of think we've been enjoying the music, and no one was I'm really keeping. thinking about the Book of Lost Names. <laughs> I am to ruin your night by telling you about my book. So, um, the Book of Lost Themes came out yesterday, Um, it is in uh, bookstores now, Um, and I really would encourage you to look at Writer's Block, our bookstore of the week, that 10% discount is nice, plus the chance to win one of 20 of these Sister Hazel CDs is is pretty cool too. Um, And also, you know, you can use that 10% on any of our books, including uh, Mary Alice's recent reissue of the book club. But so the Book of Lost Names is the story of a female forger in World War II who stumbles into the French resistance mostly by accident and winds up helping save the lives of hundreds of children. So she and her mother are fleeing the Nazis when they wind up in a small French mountain town where a priest who's working for the local resistance network finds out about her false papers that she has um, forged for herself and her mother, approaches her and recruits her into his forgery network. So soon she meets Remy, who is an accomplished forger um, with a little bit of an ego who grudgingly takes her on as an assistant to help forge identities for escaping Jewish children um, who obviously need their identities changed if they're gonna get out to Switzerland or elsewhere. So she becomes passionate though, not just about preserving the Identities of the ones who might be too young to remember. Um, But but also about uh, just keeping their memories alive, making sure they have a way forward in the future. So she and Remy decide to encode their names in a 1732 religious text, which they begin referring to as the Book of Lost Names, hence the title. So toward the end of the war, uh, the book goes missing. After the resistance cell is blown, Remy goes missing too, and the book has been taken by the Nazis, and so she thinks she's never going to see it again. So 60 years later, Ava is a librarian working in Florida, and she happens to glimpse the book in an article in the New York Times about Nazi looted books and the search to return them to their rightful owners. So as the story unfolds in the past, we also see Ava in the present trying to summon the courage to go to Berlin, to travel to Berlin, um, to uncover the last secret and maybe even the last message from Remy that is hidden in the book of lost names. And so I'm not going to take too much of the time. You can see me in 5 million Zooms this week and next week on... You know, all over you. I'm inescapable. If you turn on your computer, I will probably be there. It'll probably be glitchy. I'll probably vanish, but I will be there. (laughs) Um, Tomorrow, 1pm, you and me. and I are doing one together and I think Patty and I are doing one on Sunday. So, um, I think. So, if you guys, if you want to look at um, my author page on Facebook, um, I'm going to be Again, inescapable. I'm just shouting it from the rooftops each time I have something. So go there if you want to find those out. But I wanted to just show you something really quickly before we move on tonight. And that's the real life book of Lost names. So the actual coding in the novel, at the center of the novel, um, is fictional. But when I was working on this novel and I also had the journal official, which is something that forgers would have used. This is a real copy from um, June 28th, 1944. I also had a Nazi issued travel document, um, which is kind of cool. This is something forgers would have forged. I don't know if you can really see it. Very cool. I I needed these things in my hands to really like feel the story, you know, to be able to tell the story. This book of lost names—it is a real 1732 religious text. Um, it almost exactly the spines match, um, oh. the covers. It's amazing. It's like the cover designer was in my head, and she had never seen this. Um, but every time I mentioned this book in the novel, I was working from the real pages and doing the codes on the real pages. So this is the real book that it's based on. So that is enough from me about that. But well, I, do-
0: Kristen, yeah. I envisioned it so much bigger. <laughs> Man, like one so of those making, big. I, I
1: need to use words better.
0: <laughs> no, I guess in my mind I'm thinking of a big biblical thing in the church. It
1: makes sense, a religious text. But this—it was actually just a really common. Um, this was the weekly guide to the masses, so it was just something that you might have found in 1732 in a church pew. So it was, you know, like now you might find a missalette yeah. in a in a church pew. It was it was that it was that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, really cool to kind of have it and hold it in my hands. Amazing. But, man, next time I'll work around my specificity of size. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do you know what I really liked about this book that I think is, I mean, it's it's kind of beside the point. It's such a beautifully, beautifully told story, and this is certainly um, a major subplot. But one of the things that really struck me about this story is, um, as children, how little we really know about our parents sometimes yeah, that's a good point. Um, I mean, because, you know, you have this protagonist that had this whole incredible life that she never really shared mm-hmm. with her child. And I just thought that was such a fascinating element of the story that, again, is like a really tiny subplot. But there was something that you just said that made me think of it. And um, it was so resonant, I think um, Thank you. the whole book was. It was incredible.
4: I loved
1: it. to say. Well, thank you. Okay. Well, so now you all know about the book, you know, where to buy it writer's block. We're <laughs> going to put it, um, we'll put it on the friends and fiction, Facebook group page, use the code friends fiction for your 10% off. Um, and actually, um, Christy, um, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. I know, and Patty's going to give us a writing tip, but just so I don't have to be re- repeating myself too many times. Christy, did you want to tell us, um, uh, just remind us again about that code and and the other books people yes, can find you too. Of course, yes. Um, so
2: if you join our Friends in Fiction Facebook group page, you'll which is um, www.facebook.com, Dot com backslash groups backslash friends and fiction which you're probably on it but just in case you're not you'll find a link under announcements to writers block bookstore who is offering 10 percent off of our new releases with the coupon code friends fiction between tonight and Saturday and since we adore sister Hazel and we adore all of you we're giving away 20 copies of their recent EPs Earth Wind water and fire to 20 lucky winners chosen from among those of you who use that coupon code this week among those books you'll find my feels like falling mary alice's on ocean boulevard the recent re-release of mary alice's the bookshop the book club right yep sorry the book club um patty's becoming mrs lewis uh mary Kay's hello summer and Kristen's new novel the book of lost
1: names which just came out yesterday Thank you, Christy. Um, that's perfect. So I do hope you guys will check out Writer's Block. Um, you know, I have to apologize to those of you out, out there watching because I know we usually take your questions. And I think we kind of pivoted tonight and thought it would be a little bit more fun to hear from, um, from Sister Hazel. And I, I loved hearing them play a song. Um, but Patty has a writing tip for us. And then we'll be telling you a little bit about what else you can look forward to this summer. So Patty, can you give us your writing tip?
3: I can. I'm going to make this short and sweet. I feel like just listening to Sister Hazel was a writing tip. Everything we talked about. It was. It was. And and, and my favorite was, like I said, the the serving the story um, instead of worrying about what it is, what genre is it, what, you know, what is the story and serving it. But just a super quick tip tonight comes from one of my favorite books on writing, which is called Coincidentally on Writing by Stephen (laughs) King. And it is, um, the tip he has, and I abide by it, and it's to write with the door closed and rewrite with the door open. And I love it because the editor on my shoulder is not very nice. My real life editor is amazing, but the editor on my shoulder is just, you're, you're not doing it right. It's not right. You're that this is never going to be anything. Just like Sister Hazel was just talking about all this generated fear. And that tip has helped me more than almost anything with that editor voice in that, I can pretend I'm writing it only for myself. I can write with the door shut and pretend no one will ever see it. And I've had to do that more for some books than others. But And then I rewrite with the door open. What is my reader going to think? What are you out there going to think? What are my writer friends going to think? So that's my tip. And it's from Stephen King. And I stole it, which I think you. He- <laughs> um, but it is to write with the door closed and rewrite with the door open.
1: I think that that is a great tip.
3: Yeah, that's really good. Speaking of writing. So all of us have a lot of books out and, and backlist and Mary Alice has one of her books from what year was it? Mary Alice, do you know?
0: I was trying to remember. It was my, um, it was early. It was
3: probably late nineties. So it's called the book club and this week is a re-release of the book club published a few years ago. It's been re-edited updated. There's probably there's a note in there from you right and it is has a brand new really cool cover cute and, cover. <laughs> and yeah, it's a really cute cover. So I just wanted to let you all know about that too.
1: Well, and, you know, considering it's from the late 90s, I think it would pair perfectly with that new Sister Hazel item. You might, it, Sister Hazel CD, you might win if you order a book. So go. immerse That's yourself so in the late 90s with the book club and your new Sister Hazel music. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's so That's true. right. A theme night. <laughs> A theme night. And if you want to throw the book of lost names into your basket while you're picking up the Sister Hazel and uh, Mary Alice, perfect. Um, Perfect. Um, So, uh, Mary Kay, do you want to tell us a little bit about what to expect next week? Yes.
4: Our friend, all of us, I think, are friends with the amazing Fiona Davis, whose latest, The Lions of Fifth Avenue, comes out in just two weeks. I know Kristen loved it because she's already read it and she blurred it. And I know Patty's been loving it as well. And um, um, Fiona writes great historic fiction. And usually um, she's got a really unusual um, approach to her books. I think all of them have been centered around historic buildings in New York City. Is that is that correct, y'all? Yeah. yeah anyway, so yeah. Fiona will be here with us next week, and we can't wait to have her.
3: And this one is centered around the New York Public Library. So and it's just giants.
4: who knows I've the names it. of the lions. Oh, I do. It's I do.
3: for Prudence and yes. I think. No. Yes, Yes. It's Prudence and Fortitude. Fortitude. No, I don't. She'll be here to tell us next week. <laughs> you know, I
1: will I have done a couple of um events in the past week with Fiona since we both have books that deal with libraries, and I'm just gonna say this: somebody has to ask her next week about the dead body. It's not in the book. There's, but she has a great dead body story. So we'll call we'll, it. Right. I'm calling it. Yeah. Okay. okay. okay great. <laughs> <You got it. laughs> All right, um, Mary Alice, after Fiona next week, do you kind of want to run us through the rest of the summer, which is Yes, it's a, it's a great summer, girls. After
0: Fiona, we'll have Ellen Hildebrand on August 5th, and I know a lot of our viewers have been asking for her, and then Karen Slaughter on August 12th, and our beloved Christina McMorris comes on August 19th. And then the Just Us episode, followed by etaf room on September 2nd. And that is our summer.
1: We are also hard at work on our fall schedule. And um, I'm like bursting at the seams to tell people, but we can't yet, but it's gonna be amazing. So we're so, so excited. Good. And there is going to be a fall schedule, so you guys are going to be able to, you know, not be able to be forced to listen to us for the next (laughs) six months, (laughs) but we promise we'll make it good. So thank you so much. What a wonderful way to spend our Wednesday evening. Um, We were so honored to welcome Ken and Drew from Sister Hazel, and we hope that you all out there had as much fun with them as we did. I know I'm going to be singing all for you all night. Um, And also Strange Cup of Tea, which Drew mentioned, which is just a song I love that I, once it gets in your head, it is there. Um, it's a great song. It's not, not a bad problem to have. So thank you as always, everyone out there for sharing your time with us, for supporting our books and for supporting local booksellers, which is so important right now. Every book you buy from a local bookseller is a good deed for the literary community. Plus, bonus, you get the book. Um, so one more <laughs> reminder that to say thanks to all of you, we've got those 20 CDs. There, 20 of them are gonna just ship with your purchase from Writer's Block as long as you use that Friends fiction code. Uh, it is up right now on our Friends and Fiction page. I'll put it up again, along with all the links to Sister Hazel. Um, and uh, that's about it. Any Anything else, ladies? Anything from any of you?
0: Hurrah for you.
1: Don't forget to buy
2: the Book of Lost
4: names, Thank you and also the book club. I want to say something Happy, Happy book birthday. birthday. I want to yes. remind people that if you have read a book, not just our book, but any book that you have loved, it's so meaningful to the authors, to their to their success. If you'll leave a review, an online review, um, if you have something nasty to say, keep that to yourself.
2: But, <laughs> and if you and if you, for example, if you bought a terrible rug pad that you hated, maybe <laughs> don't give the rug pad review to your favorite author. That happened to me this week. So now on Amazon, it's like, this does not stick to my rug at all, which we all hate when our books don't do that.
0: When our books don't <laughs> stick to the rug. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> <these>, Amazing. Um, <laughs> just remember what Mama said. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. That's it's, it's right. All <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright ladies, all right. well thank you so much. Um and to all of you out there, thank you so much. Thanks for spending some time with us. We are friends and fiction, and that's a wrap. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye.
0: Stay safe Bye. out
1: there. Stay safe.
0: You've been listening to the Friends and Fiction podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Friends and Fiction podcast wherever you listen. And if you're enjoying it, leave a review. You can find the Friends and Fiction authors at www.friendsandfiction.com as well as on the Facebook group page, Friends and Fiction. Come back soon, okay? There are still lots of books, writing tips, interviews, publishing news, and bookstores to chat about. Goodbye.
5: Produced by Autovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.